How can he practice true compassion who eats the flesh of an animal to fatten his own flesh? Greater than a thousand ghee offerings consumed in sacrificial fires is to not sacrifice or consume any living creature. If you ask, what is kindness and what is unkindness? It is not killing and killing. Thus, eating flesh is never virtuous. I'm Matt McDermott, and this is all about Hinduism, episode five. Are all Hindus vegetarian? Those three passages from the Tirukkural, an ancient text by sage Tiruvallavar, give the impression that the answer to this episode's titular question would be a resounding yes, or at least a yes to a slightly reworded question, are all Hindus supposed to be vegetarian? In reality, though, the answer to both questions, from both scripture and practice, is at minimum a qualified no. Most Hindus are not vegetarian. They never have been, and all other things being equal probably never will be. Just as much as the majority of humans will probably never be fully vegetarian, still less vegan. And as with most things Hindu, that answer requires a good deal of unpacking, and there's a good reason as to why the general public gets the impression that most Hindus are vegetarian. There isn't one really good set of statistics on the percentage of Hindus in India or throughout the diaspora who are vegetarian. For a long time, official government of India stats stated that roughly 33% of Hindus followed a vegetarian diet. A survey from last year, done by Pew, reveals a more complex picture. This latest data shows that 40% of all Indians across all religious backgrounds are vegetarian, with 44% of Hindus not eating meat. A further 42% of Indians abstain from meat in some manner, limiting the type of meat they eat or not eating meat at all on certain days of the week. Combining those two bits of data, up to 80% of Indians are in fact either vegetarian or eat a meat-restricted diet in some form. Also important to remember, but without going into deeply, from a global perspective, eggs are considered vegetarian. In India, and by many Hindus and definitely by Jains, eggs are not considered a vegetarian food. It would be informative if Pew broke out that stat to specify percentages of people who abstain on certain days of the week versus, for example, those who don't eat pork or beef. But they don't, at least not in the data publicly available. Muslims and Christians are the least likely to restrict meat in their diet, 67% and 66% respectively. Meaning, either full vegetarians or part-time vegetarians in India will be lower than 80%, but likely higher than 66%. For nuance that you should know exists, but don't need to know the full details of unless you're keen on doing some deeper research, for Hindus that are vegetarian, there are significant regional differences. Some regions approach 80% full veg, while others are significantly lower, well below the national average in the low percentage points. And this has little to do with social status or community when looking at Hindus as a whole. For comparison, in 2022, the global number of vegetarians was just over 22%. Vegans make up just 1% globally. Against these global percentages, no wonder it can seem to the casual observer that all Hindus are predominantly full-time vegetarians, 
even if less than half actually are. It's still double the global percentage, and combined with other societal restrictions on meat-eating, awareness and accommodation of different dietary preferences is the norm in India. A number of years ago, as part of an article I wrote for Hinduism Today magazine, I interviewed a variety of swamis and historians, asking for their take on the importance of vegetarian diet. I got a variety of replies. The late Swami Dayananda Sarasvati cited the Tirukkural, noting, quote, killing animals and eating their flesh is against all morality. Swami Chagananda of the Ramakrishna Order told me, in the tradition I come from, we're not fanatic about vegetarianism, but we recognize that food that is filled with sattva, which is vegetarian food, can be helpful in one's spiritual practice. While doing research for another article on Hinduism in the environment for the same magazine, renowned scholar Arvind Sharma of McGill University in Montreal emphasized to me that historically Hinduism has been much more guarded than Jainism when it comes to diet. He told me, A passage in Manusmriti, that's an ancient text providing social guidance from the time, one which few to no Hindus actively consult today, it should be said. A passage in Manusmriti says there is nothing wrong with eating meat or drinking wine, but abstention therefrom is highly meritorious. It's a no-fault position. You can eat meat, but it's better not to. All told, within the broad Hindu tradition, there are clearly a variety of perspectives on vegetarian diet. But none of these really takes into account the environmental effects of meat-eating, something increasingly important as the human population continues to grow and the effects of climate change become more pronounced. Here's Gopal Patel, co-founder of Bumi Global, a Hindu environmental organization based in New Jersey, but with roots at the Oxford Center for Hindu Studies at Oxford University. Full disclosure, I'm a co-founder of Bumi Global and was for many years an advisor of its predecessor at Oxford, the Bumi Project. Here's Gopal on the question around dietary choices and the environment. The, the way I approach it and I, I, the way I suggest other Hindus consider it is kind of take, us, take a little bit of a step back and try to understand where this teaching comes from about you know, practicing a vegetarian diet. And I think like many things within Hinduism, there's no single answer or single reason something is encouraged or taught. Um, you know, we know that vegetarianism is taught because it, it's good for, you know, your lifestyle as a, as a, as a sattvic diet. Um, but I like to, from an environmental perspective, focus more on how do we reduce harm? And oftentimes when I'm giving talks on, on climate change in, in different places, I say that every time we have a meal, um, we are making a decision about the environment. And so if we're lucky enough to have a breakfast, lunch and dinner, what is the climate impact and the carbon impact of that meal? And what is the least harmful meal that we can have when we're eating? And so I think that's the consideration I would encourage people to have is how are we reducing harm? How are we minimizing harm as much as possible so that we can be nourished and, you know, eat good food, but at the same time, not cause unnecessary harm to the environment. And so obviously and naturally a vegetarian diet uh, is much less harmful to the environment than a diet that contains meat. But at the same time, we know if we're eating meat, um, it's hard to give it up. It's not easy. It's not straightforward. I mean, changing diets is one of the hardest things anyone can do. And we know that because the diet industry is, is so huge, because if it was easy, everybody would be able to stick to a diet, but they can't. And so recognizing the challenges and the difficulties um, of changing our food practices, they're embedded in culture, in our, in our identity, in our traditions that it takes time to change if we do want to change. 
And so that's how I think about vegetarianism from a Hindu perspective these days is less about uh, the spiritual reasons, which are which are there and which are very strong, but more from a climate perspective, which is how can I reduce my harm three times a day when I'm eating food um, to nourish myself and to be a productive person in the world and to and to serve the greater good. And what about a vegan diet, one that eliminates all animal products, not just ones that require the killing of an animal to obtain? Earlier, I mentioned that just about 1% of all people in the world eat a vegan diet. We don't have specific stats on the percentage of Hindus that are vegan. But going back into prehistory, given that Hindu societies place such an emphasis on cattle, with Ayurveda placing high regard on the benefits of dairy for health, I doubt the percentage is higher than the global figure. Nevertheless, from the standpoint of personal health, environmental health, and certainly animal welfare, there's a strong case to be made that veganism and Hindu ethics, that veganism and dharmic principles more broadly, could be in alignment. Here is Nerva Patel, executive producer of the film The Game Changers, which highlights prominent vegans in all aspects of society. Hinduism is composed of many doctrines, such as dharma. Another one is ahimsa, uh, or nonviolence, and another one is the concept of karma. One can argue that they pertain to everything. So one cannot practice dharma without practicing ahimsa, and one cannot evaluate ahimsa without thinking about the doctrine of karma and so forth. The doctrines of dharma and ahimsa, while each is distinct, are not mutually exclusive. So what I mean by that is when Hindus practice Hinduism and they they embrace all of these doctrines t- together collectively, and when they analyze objects their, and their purposes, they can't look at them in isolation. They have to look at them in a backdrop of ahimsa, of nonviolence. And so the analysis will go something like this. All objects have a purpose. A cow is one such object. She is earthly or worldly. She has a purpose. And, and at that point, there exists probably no debate. But when we further analyze her purpose, what we must do as Hindus is not only look at her functional purpose, but her connection to ahimsa. A cow's purpose, one can say, is to live, is to enjoy this life, to eat, to thrive, to procreate. I would actually go further and say she also has this purpose to play and and to enjoy this this incredible life that she lives. Now, some may view animals as merely functional. I view them as a little more dynamic and similar to us humans. And, And this has been proven scientifically. We have seen many species just engage in play, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, But most will agree, even meat eaters, that mammals such as cows should procreate and take care of their young. And and I I do not question the maternal instinct and impetus for procreation. I don't think anyone really does. But I will go a step further, as have many people who have seen for themselves up close, even people who work in slaughterhouses, people who, who work in factory farms, this incredible bond between a mother cow and her calf and her baby. There are countless of videos and and they're horrifying to watch, but you can look at them on the Internet of mother cows crying, literally their hearts out for for days when a baby is taken away. Um, So a female cow's purpose is, one can say, is to take care of her young. 
And evolution does support this notion. If she doesn't take care of her baby, the male bull cannot provide the nutrients she needs. So she has to do it or the baby will not survive. There is this inherent will to live, to survive by all species. So is a cow's purpose to feed and nourish humans? I, I think that's that's such a stretch. I, it's, it's just, it's she's completely, she's a different species. She didn't birth the human. She has not, she has you know, no ability to show that she has any desire for a human bond as she is most likely tied up to a chain or held against her will. Um, species do not work that way with each other uh, unless by oppression or ownership. Yes, I mean, people can argue that humans have pets and we have companion animals, but even that relationship is purely designed, if you think about it, for our purposes, right? We domesticated animals, we we gain so much from them and they live these so-called wonderful lives in our homes, but their their lives are nothing compared to their wild counterparts. So the question you're asking me, is dairy Hindu? In my opinion, if Hinduism is associated with the principles of ahimsa, which guide our dharma, then the, cons- then the consumption of dairy is not Hindu. And so where do I stand on all of this? On the spectrum of differing viewpoints on diet, from the standpoint of dharma and ahimsa, minimizing harm? Well, after many years weighing all perspectives, I'm 100% vegetarian with the Western definition of vegetarian and losing eggs. Though I must be said, I strongly avoid them because I have a hard time digesting them. And in practice, 75% of the calories I eat are from vegan sources. Next time on All About Hinduism, we'll cover how Hindus mark important stages of life. It'll be all about Hindu rites of passage, sacraments, as well as how Hindus traditionally identified four phases of a person's life. Hope you'll join us. by me, Matt McDermott. All About Hinduism's academic advisor is Dr. Shireen Bala. Sham Allard is the show's associate producer. Suhag Shukla reviews each script. Before you go, do us a favor. Leave us a nice five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Please also subscribe so you can get all the new episodes the moment they're released. And finally, help ensure that more of these get made by making a donation to HAF at hinduamerican.org slash donate.